Yo, so what's going down, people? Yes, it is episode 13 of the podcast. So, um, yeah, thanks for stopping by for another week, man. Boy, there's been a lot happening, man, a lot happening. This, like, over in the UK, so we just had our bank holiday weekend... And that meant it was Notting Hill Carnival. So there was that. That was a lot of fun. We'll get to that a bit later. But it's just kind of, um, you know, as I do, I look at the news, see if anything catches my eye. And um, there is some crazy shit happening right now. You just sometimes you think it can't get any weirder. And then it does. I, I I saw this piece um <laughs> the other day and it's a uh, a woman in Hong Kong says she was tricked into marrying a stranger. And the and the weird thing about it, supposedly this is a big thing. And it baffles me. It's like, I, at first, I was thinking, okay, so, like, was she forced? Did they, was, was it blackmail? Did they have a gun to her? And no, she was just a moron. <laughs> I may be being a little bit harsh, but that tantamountly is what it is, frankly. Frankly, it's um, yeah, it was very bizarre. Like so, supposedly this this woman, like she's twenty one. So she's twenty one. Like, you know, you do, obviously you have a whole lot of life to live still. But you're when you're twenty one, you've seen some shit. You know what I mean? Like, you've read books, you've watched shit on TV, you know... There's going to be things that you shouldn't have the wall pulled over your eyes with, you know? But, um, yeah, so... She, um... It says that she saw this advert on Facebook for, um, a makeup artist apprenticeship. So she's thinking, I'd like a bit of that. Let me become a makeup artist. So she applies to this company. And they're like, you know what? Instead of being a makeup artist. Now, it's very similar. It's a very similar thing. We're wondering, why don't you be a wedding planner? Yeah, can't be a wedding planner. I mean, look. You firstly, you have your say. You have your mindset on right. I want to be a wedding. I want to. Be, <laughs> I want to be a makeup artist. So you're thinking, yes, that's my career. That's what I want to be. So how the hell are you getting convinced to become a wedding planner? That's the first kind of flag. Like you know, what's she thinking, man? Like what? So. She's given a week's worth of free training um, in Hong Kong. So she's done a training and they say to her to, um, to finish and pass 
this course, we need you to participate in a mock wedding. You um you do this, and then yeah, you'll pass. You'll pass, and you'll be a fully fledged wedding planner. So again, she's like, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds legit. Yeah, 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 yeah no, I'll, I'll I'll get on top of this. Yeah, no, for real, because <laughs> I really want to be a wedding planner. <laughs> so um, yeah, so she goes. <laughs> Does the ceremony, does the ceremony, and then signs a marriage application document. Like, you're thinking, okay, I'll I'll stand and I'll pretend. I'm not going to say all the vows, because this is fake. I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know there's certain elements that... Are legal elements. You think, oh, I don't need to do any of that because it's not this thing. And why would I need to sign a marriage application document? Obviously, I don't need to do that because this is a fake thing. But no, 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 no. All of these things don't ring any bells in this in this woman's head. So she does it, and and they tell. And see, this is this is the other weird thing as well, because she says like the company told her the marriage would be void afterwards. So it's either fake, where it doesn't matter, or it's real and it's getting voided afterwards. They're two different things. They're really two distinct different things. But yes, yeah, still. No red flag for this woman. So she's done. <laughs> she's done her weird ceremony, and it's oh, and and this was in um, Fujian, which is a Chinese province. Um, so she's done the ceremony. She's gone back to Hong Kong, talking to one of her friends, and they're like, um, "I think you've been scammed. I think you need to." Uh, Check this shit out. So only then does she go to the police, and they're like, "Yeah, no, no, you, you, you're married," which is weird. She's so bizarre. So yeah, at 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 this very moment, from um in this article that I'm reading, like she's still married. Yeah. Still married. Um, they're trying to work things out, but most likely she's gonna have to apply for a divorce. Just the craziest shit in the world. And he says, like, you know, the 21-year-old lady was taken advantage of while she knew nothing about the circumstances. Hi. She's an idiot. Let's just see as it is. You know, like there's being taken advantage of, and then there's being an idiot. And I feel she was being an idiot. But yeah, so that was um a crazy story that I saw on the BBC website. Also, 
after um, all these weeks of back and forth, all the deliberation. So it it, it looks like James um, James Gunn is not being rehired to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So the film's been put on indefinite hold, and they are going to work out what to do with it. So, yeah, it won't be coming out um, in the window that was allocated to it. (sighs) Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they don't even make the third film yet. You know, there's, you know, we've got a few things. So there's Black Panther 2, Spider-Man 2, um, Doctor Strange 2 and Captain Marvel. They're the last lot of films that, are kind of reported to be under phase, um, I think, four, phase four, after um, Avengers 4 next year, so Captain Marvel's next year, Um, and I think Spider-Man, I don't know if Spider-Man's next year, or if it is going to be uh, 20, 2020, because it is actually filming now, so it might be next year. But yeah, so they might just go, you know what, let's not worry about Guardians 3 and they'll start um, Phase 5 with something new, you know, they could, because by the looks of it, probably Guardians, if there is a Guardians 3, it would come in Phase 5, but, you know, no need to feel bad for James Gunn, because... I've I've heard rumblings, I've heard rumours that um yeah, he, he he I think he's got a new job. I think he's got a new job, people, so it's all good. So um yeah, he got hired by uh, the Catholic Church. So he's making projects for them. So um yeah, you know, they're rich. He's gonna be alright. The weird thing is though, it's like he's gone from the Guardians franchise to now the Predator one. <laughs> oh, good damn it. Uh, man, I loved it when I wrote that joke. That was hilarious. Anyway. Anyway, oh, you know what? That gets on to something. I um, yeah, I managed to go out and do a set the other night. Um, you know, it's like, oh man, I I lost track of time, and so I didn't get my name down on any of the slots for August, and um, there was a cancellation, and I managed so I managed to get a set, so that was all good. Uh, the only problem was, so I'm allergic to like dairy for the most part, for the most part. So like milk, cream, custard, ice cream, just all of that rubbish stuff. Can't touch it. Um, but luckily I can eat cheese. Well, I say I can eat cheese. I can eat most cheese, but some cheeses don't work. 
and if I eat too much cheese, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, it, it's not a good look for me. Um, but yesterday I was rushing around, and I I picked up some just some basic. I thought I picked up some basic cheese in marks, and I was like, all right, so I just have some cheese and some crisp bread. Cool, cool. Let me do that. Then I can rush out and go do my set. So it turns out I picked up. The, <laughs> I managed to pick up the cheese that fucked me up. So I've eaten this cheese, and you know when you eat something that, you know, straight away you realise, oh no, this is not a great look. So I'm just like shit. Well, yeah, literally. But I'm just like, what am I going to do here? I've got to do this set. So, you know what I mean? It's like, like, fuck it. All right, I'm going out. I'm going out. And I'm just going to just hope everything is good. But, yeah, so all night I'm just like, okay, 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 okay. Just talking to myself, convincing myself to hold on a bit longer. And, uh, yeah, I managed to do my set. It was okay. It was alright. But, um... Yeah, I think you can definitely tell... When you haven't been up for a while. You know? Um... But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, this is, um... Yeah, let's, um... Yeah, we can go on to, uh... Yeah, about the comedy. Let's, Let's do... Let's do that, eh? So um I yeah I I finally um got out and did a set last night and um yeah it was alright it wasn't too bad but the, I think the problem <laughs> one of the issues was it wasn't like the set itself it was um the fact that. I thought my stomach was going to explode the entire time, which really wasn't very helpful. Nope. So the thing is, I I I'm like allergic allergic to like dairy, so I avoid dairy, but I'm okay with cheese for the most part. There, like some cheese. Um. Yeah, isn't good. But I avoid it, you know. Yesterday, though, I ate the wrong cheese. And, yeah, like, you know when you eat something dodgy and then straight away you realise, shit, I shouldn't have eaten that. It was one of those. So, yeah. So I was getting, like, I've, I've... I just needed to eat something quick, so I, yeah, I just had some cheese, I had some, like, crisp breads, just had some quick cheese and crisp breads, I was like, okay, cool, and then I just felt my stomach being like, no, yo, no, 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 and I was like, fuck, gotta go out and do a set later, and because missing so much recently... I was like, nope, gonna go, ain't cancelling, I'm doing this fucking set. 
and um yeah like the set start like it started well and most of the jokes hit but um yeah the entire time I'm just like oh man don't please don't explode please don't explode please don't explode but uh, yeah so I, I went down to um there's a spot comedy virgins it's at the um Cavendish Arms near um Stockwell and um so they have this because it's August and everyone's fucked off to Edinburgh they have this like every year I feel they have this competition that if you're not in Edinburgh you can enter and you know do your thing um because I fucked up my leg I didn't have any dates booked up for August and I really wanted to do something and just get out because fuck it's boring and um yeah so I someone cancelled so I took their spot and I was like but I it was late it was like Tuesday Tuesday afternoon that I grabbed this spot so yeah, it was just like trying to get work out what the set would be and all of this kind of thing. But yeah, as I said, look, it it was it was definitely good getting out. You know what I mean? Just getting that feel again. Just of um being on stage, doing your thing. That's just yeah, that's a good feeling. So um Yeah, I'm gonna watch back. Watch back the set. You know what I mean? Just dissect, see, see how um you know things could be improved and all of that kind of thing, and yeah, hopefully um I'll try and get out again, maybe next week or something like that. See what happens. But yeah, you know, back on it, man. Back to the grind. You know, yeah. See what happens with this shit. Good thing about uh, the you know the other night with the comedy, um, got speaking to a few other comics, so you know starting to make a few little contacts with people. So that's good. That can be beneficial for you know just getting out and doing more things and um, just you're not standing around in your jays kind of. Wondering what the hell you're doing in a spot, you know. So you, so it's cool knowing a few different people out, out about on the scene. That's all good. And um, talking about comedy, like, so the other night, Louis. It looks like Louis C.K. has uh, done his first set after all of the uh, craziness. Um. That has happened over the, uh, the 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 last year, I guess it was. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it was like November, November. I think it all started, and um, you know, I think everyone knows the story. What happened with Louis? But you know, so he um, did a set at the Comedy Cellar. In um in New York. And a lot of people were pissed about it. And, and and what I do not under the thing that's crazy for me is 
like what did people want to happen you know because i think if you look at all the all the inter, all the incidents that have happened you know all the me too incidents and everything like that i mean, it, it's probably fair to say louis is at the you, you know the lower of the scale now don't get me wrong not saying what he did was right i'm just saying it wasn't as bad as like a cosby you know what I mean? But so the but the thing is, you know, he lost a lot of film work. Like a lot of films were were made ready to get released, and they got scrapped. So a lot of these got scrapped. He had some voiceover work and stuff that got that got rejigged. You know what I mean? So he lost a lot of work, cancelled a tour. Yeah. So the, the all all this stuff happened. But I don't know what people wanted. Because, you know, I, look, I can understand people being irritated and all of that. That's understandable. But how long did you want him away? How long did they want it before he could do stand-up again? That I think that's the... That's the thing with this that I'm, I'm that confuses me a little. Because, you know, people were getting, like, irritated that, oh, he shouldn't have been able to do stand-up. You know, why Why was he in the club? ba 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 bam And it's just like, but w- what did you... What was the deal here? What did you want... Like, how long did you want him to be on the outside? Like two years, like, what, what's the deal here, there's, there's, you know, one of the crazy things is, it's like, um, I think in February 2015, before the transition, Bruce Jenner killed a woman, you know, like it, it's, it was a, a a thing that authorities found that his car was going too fast when it crashed into two other cars, sending one into tr- oncoming traffic that killed a sixty-nine-year-old Kim Howe. That happened. That happened in February 2015. Right? Then in April, Bruce comes out, says I'm transgender, and becomes Catelyn. Catelyn, Caitlin, Catelyn, I think, Catelyn, yeah, Catelyn, Caitlin, what you, you know, you know what I'm talking about, but at, as soon as that happens, everything seems to just go away, like no one really talks about 
the fact that someone died. Now, there were civil suits that went, like, a full case couldn't come because they're saying that, you know, the evidence, there's not enough evidence in at the scene and it's all a bit of a mess and whatever, whatever. But there was a lot of civil suits that were filed and that have been, like, taken care of. So money's been paid out and everything like that. But Kathleen Jenner was still out and about. Kathleen Jenner was still doing talk shows. Kathleen Jenner was still on the front cover of magazines. But there was no moratorium on Kathleen doing stuff and making money. Now, like, both situations are not good situations. But on one... It's kind of like, ah, you know, whatever, whatever. Shit happens. The other is just like, he shouldn't work. He, they, This is a terrible thing. What's going on? We don't want him to do stand-up anymore. It's like, look, we have to be consistent. So this is the thing. Look, whatever happens with anything, right? You have to be consistent. You can't go at one person and then let someone else off. So this is the issue here. This is the weird thing that is happening in our society right now. Like, there's no firm rules. It's like the Wild West. Everyone's free and easy. It's just like, oh, you, you're going down. You, all right, stay of execution. That, that's what it is. We, we need to be consistent. We need to provide evidence to back up any, any claims. We need to go, okay, so this... This gets this. The punishment for this is this. That. And and then everyone will be clear on what's going on. Everyone will understand. You know, okay, so we won't see this person for a year. Okay, fine. Now, after that, all right, we will let this person rehabilitate. We will, you know, we're not going to hit them over the head with this thing anymore. You know, we've got to have something Because otherwise Everything is just a huge mess No one knows what the fuck is going on And Yeah, it's just Weird Weird and inconsistent But, yeah You know, I ain't making the rules But I don't know I don't know people for everything to for this to be an even society for this just for everyone just to have peace of mind we need to work this shit out because it's getting crazy it really is getting crazy hmm all right let let you know what let's let's bring this onto an upper upper keel okay and um as i mentioned earlier Hey, this bank holiday weekend, this past bank holiday weekend in the UK, it was the annual Notting Hill Carnival, like one of the biggest carnivals in the world. And it's just a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, you know, this is what went down, man. Well, it's been a fun day. Went to uh, Notting Hill Carnival. 
for Bank Holiday Monday. And um, yeah, it's been, it's like the third year in a row. Because like back in the day, I used to go carnival. But Matt, like with carnival, it's so busy. So if you if you don't do it right, it really detracts from your enjoyment. And so a, a couple, a few times I went up just, you know what I mean, with a friend or something. And, yeah, I like we started in the wrong place and it's just busy and crazy. And then the last time I went up back in the day was um, I was doing work with Def Jam. And um, so we were just like promoting artists and shit. And we're at one of the sound stations. And like someone brought, it's like shot a gun and it all went crazy. Everyone's running and it was just like, and I just thought to myself, you know what? I do not need this shit. And I stopped going. Like I'd always thought I'd go back at some point. But, you know what I mean, it was just like, look, there's so much other stuff that's happening and that you can do. So, just never got round to it. But, um, yeah, three years ago, uh, I, you know, just with, with some, some of my friends and they were going up. Uh, because, like, one of them, Alex, she hadn't been up before, so we went up. And it was a blast now like yeah so one like my friend dom she she's got found this new route that made it easier so yeah it's as i said look it's all about the planning man you know what i mean so you find a better route in then you're cool and you're not with the hubbub and you can just you know what I mean, do it at your own pace, you're not getting swamped with the crowds, and you, you just, like, roll through it, man, get some food, listen to some music, just chill, walk around, and you're enjoying it, so, yeah, we did that, so we went back last year, and, yeah, so we went again this year, and it's just, like, yeah, the fun, man, so, you know what I mean, we come in, we walk along the canal, just chilling, hit the park, and then go, yeah, so it's just walking around, like, listening to music, seeing all the sights and shit, like, one thing that is a staple of our carnival visits is, like, getting a saltfish bucket, it's, oh my days, if you haven't had one of these things, just find them I, I think like I believe there's a spot in Hammersmith that does them but yeah saltfish bucket it's b-o-k-i-t and they're incredible so much flavor man it's just oh yeah it, it's it's definitely a highlight every year getting one of these things so we did that um, I was a little disappointed though There's a spot where we get the bucket from They had this tropical sorbet And I'm a big fan Like sorbet Like I don't I can't do like cream, ice cream, milk I'd say dairy 
I can do cheese, thank God. But anything else, just can't do it. So they had a tropical sorbet, like pineapple, some mango, passion fruit. And I was like, yes, all about to get some of that. They put friggin' cr- like cream in it. Ah, which I don't think it technically, technically that's not a sorbet, right? Uh, like a sorbet should just be ice. But um yeah, so that was that was a little disappointing. And all my peoples tried it and said it was good too. God damn it, but a ho. But the one like the one thing about carnival though that always gets me, it, it's it's one of those one times where you do wish that you had twenty twenty vision. Because I'm like you know, it, it, it's kinda like you're walking around and you can sense shit's there, but you just can't see it, man. Like, even today, like, the weather, it wasn't, like, a crazy hot day, but it was perfect weather for, like, something like Carnival, I feel. You know what I mean? It was perfect weather, so it's still warm, so, you know what I mean? Like, people walk around in craziness. Well, And, you know... When I say people, I'm, I'm talking girls. Girls are walking around in craziness, but can't see anything. It, 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 it's all lost on me. She's so disappointing because, like, you're in people. You, they're like, oh my god, like ah, oh, everything that you can see. It's just like girls are. She's like, you know, you just hear, oh my god, she's wearing that, and just like. Oh, can't see anything. Miss every single bit. It's kind of like a poor man's daredevil. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, we're both we're both perfectly blind, but I don't have to fit girl, and I don't beat up super villains. But you know. We can have aspirations, right? (laughs) Oh, good. But yeah, no, it was a fun day. A fun day at Carnival. So, you know, wait. Wait another year. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll do it again. But yeah, like, uh, like if all you were at Carnival, like, leave a comment, let us know how it went, maybe a voice message, whatever, whatever. But yeah, you know, but it's like onto the fun, man, on on onto the rest of the fun, because there's a lot happening, man, a lot happening. Jungle Brothers, Pusha T, so much fun coming. So yeah. Stay tuned. So this weekend was um, USC Fight Night 135 uh, that took place in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it was a really good card. Uh, you know, I, I watch the UFC all the time. Um, and it's great. It's always great. You know, what I, mean? I, I think especially I used to train before I... I blew my knee out and a few other injuries, so I'm hoping to get back to it. But while I can't, 
it's good watching, you know, martial arts just to see the technique and just, you know, the evolution of the game and everything like that. So, you know, I've been looking forward to this card. It, it looked like it would be a good one. And yeah, from the giddy up, just great fights. You know, opened with um, Rani Yaya against Luke Saunders. And like Yaya is usually a bit methodical. You know what I mean? He's kind of a little chess chess match on the ground. So he's looking for like submissions. He'll throw one thing up to throw you. So then he then sneaks into something else and he layers it like that. But, yo, on Saturday night, he just went for it. It was, yeah, it was Luke. I don't think he was expecting it. And Yaya just pulled off uh, just crazy submission. Like it was, um, yeah, like he went from a a, a triangle into an armbar, I, and and it was great. I, like after the after the fight, I think he he mentioned his mum died, so you know what I mean. He he was really just on it that night, and it really showed. It was great. Like another good fight on the early prelims was um, Joanne Calderwood against. Kalindra Ferrara and um like Jojo you know from Scotland uh she's been away for a while you know she got injured and then she's just been rehabbing and stuff like that and this was her first fight in a long time back at 125 like the weight that she always preferred to fight at so it was a bit like, oh, so, you know, now she's at a preferred weight, how's it going to go? But we've not really ever seen her with a great ground game. You know, in a, in a lot of the fights that she's lost recently, it's been like armbar, um, triangle. So that was always an issue for her. And in the beginning, when Kalindra took her down, it was just a bit like... Uh, okay, is it going to be like this, you know, she's just going to get taken down constantly, she won't be able to get up, you know, we've kind of seen this before, but you could see the evolution in her game, and, um, you know, she's moved camp, so she's now training with John Wood at Syndicate, and... You know what I mean? Like, the the girls that she's now training with, you can see how that's helped her develop. There's no longer she just lying on her back. You know, you could see her always being active, legs on the hips. So, you know, keeping Calandra off balance, like, looking to try and do something, looking for, um, you know, as like, where to go, where to take the fight. And then, like, it was something like, I don't know, four minutes and and 50 minutes, four minutes and 50, um, 50 seconds had gone, something like that, in the first round. And then she throws up, um, she throws up a triangle, man. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, and she landed that. And it, it, yeah, and so it was really good just seeing that development in Calderwood. 
So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where she can go from there. She'll probably have to work on her, um, her you know, the sprawling and her takedown defence. But, hey, this could definitely be the true evolution of Giant Caldwood. So that's just great, exciting. Um, after that, we went on to the prelims and... You know, so we had four prelim fights, and the three that really stood out was the first one, Mickey Gall against James George Sullivan. Mickey Gall coming off um, a defeat in his last fight, so we haven't seen him for a little while, but he wasn't playing. He took it to Sullivan and just choked him out. It was a great, yeah, it was really good to see Gall back. To um to himself, you know, it looked like he had the fire back. It looked like he was just, you know, moving on all cylinders, you know. So yeah, this was a great fight. Um, then like, Corey Sanhagen against um Yuri Alcantara, Alcantara. Yeah, I think people know what I'm talking about. But yeah, that fight, yo, Yuri went. At it hard, and you thought like you took Corey down, had him in an armbar, and yo, it looked tight. You know, you didn't think that like Corey could get out of that. Like, you know, you could see that the elbow had popped, he wasn't having it though. And once Corey like just managed to get out of that armbar, he weren't playing. He went hard at Yuri and just beat him from post to post for the next, like, three minutes. Right, it was surprised Yuri got out of the first round and then it just, hey, Corey went at him again and thankfully the referee finally stopped the fight. Like, the referee was bad in that fight because it should have been stopped a long time before it was. So it was it was good to hear that after that fight, that referee had been pulled from any more fights that night because whew, he wasn't good. Like the prelims finished with James Krause against Wally Alvarez. Now Alvarez is a good ground fighter, you know, and he's got heavy punches, but James Krause. Woo! He was on point tonight. He, yo, it's, it's funny, man. So many of these cats were just on it, like just firing. You know what I mean? They, they it wasn't about going three rounds. It wasn't about like taking it to the judges. They just went hard. And James Krause, you know what I mean? He followed suit, and he took Wally out. He took Wally out fast, you know, just just landed some great punches and just, yeah, just knocked him out. That it was great. We then moved on to the main card. Like, there were some good fights, you know, like Eric Anders' fight against Tim Williams. It was a decent fight. It was a decent fight. You know, Eric Anders won with a very, very, very late knockout in the third round. Like, I didn't think there was, like, five seconds left or something crazy like that. And Anders won. Um, and it was it was a good fight for him. 
but you could definitely see holes in his game. So you know what I mean. I, I think he he's got a lot. He's got work to be done to shore up some of the defenses because he's he you know he was letting his hands drop. There was a lot of tells in what he was doing, but you you could see, um, like because he got hit. He got hit with some hard punches and, and he didn't crumble. So that was good. You know, he showed a lot of heart. He showed grit and determination. And you you can't you can't train that. You you've either got that or you don't. So it was that was a good thing to see in this fight. So it'll be interesting. Like with the right matchups, yeah, Anders could definitely go all the way. It'll be interesting to see. He's got a great sprawl, though. Jeez. Like, there was a, a few times you thought, oh, he's been take, taken down. And, yo, he just worked those hips, man. It was it was great. A really good sprawl. I could never sprawl like that, you know. So, yeah, it was interesting. Um, Courtney Casey against Angela Hill. That was a very back-and-forth fight. And it was very close, a split decision. I'm like, it could have gone either way. It really could have gone either way. Yeah, I, I think many people may feel that Angela won. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, you could watch this fight five times and each time you might think, mm, the other one, like, you know, you, a different decision each time because it was that close, so, you know, like, maybe he'll, should have won it, but there's no, you know, I mean, there's no robbery, really, with this one, like, the next, the, you know, the co-main, like, no, it wasn't a co-main event, but, like, you know, the, 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 the second to last fight, Michael Johnson against Andre Feely, jeez, that was another split decision, and to be honest with you, I did think Philly probably took it just because he took Johnson down a few times. Um, yeah, you know, Johnson had the, the sharp hands and everything like that and landed some big punches. But yeah, Philly took him down a few times, nearly submitted him a couple of times. So it was a surprise that Johnson won that fight. But yeah, it was super close. So it's a, it's hard to say it was a robbery, but yeah, you you kind of do feel that Philly probably won it. But you know, Johnson is a good fighter, so it is good to see him get a win because he's been on a bit of a downward spiral of late. So you know that's all good. Now the main event fight. Now see this this the main event fight is really why I thought I'd talk about this because you had Justin Gaethje against James Vick and I think they were ranked I think Gaethje was ranked six and Vick was ranked nine something like that Um, but they were both in the top ten and like Gaethje had lost his last two fights he's only had three fights in the UFC uh, he won his first fight against Michael Johnson. He then lost to Eddie Alvarez and then Justin Poirier. 
but both of his losses were wars. You know what I mean? Like, in both of those losses, he came close to winning those fights as well. So, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, his nickname's The Highlight, and all his fights in the UFC have been highlight fights. You know, he used to be champion in World Series of Box of uh, World Series of Fighting before that folded into the PFL. So when he came to UFC, he was a former champion. He has fought high profile five round fights constantly throughout his career. But there you know what I mean, but there was talk that Gaethje was done. You know, that that Gaethje had fought too many like wars and this was it. Now you know everyone would pass him by. Vic was the younger, taller longer reach guy, so he would just put Gaethje away, Gaethje was probably going to be a gatekeeper now, Yo, this was the talk, a lot of people were saying this, you know, they didn't think that Gaethje's game plan could persevere anymore in the UFC, because, you know, he likes, he likes standing and banging, he's got wrestling, he's got good wrestling, Wrestling sound like Jonathan Friggin Ross. He's got good wrestling, but he doesn't use it. You know, he's kind of like Chuck Liddell. Um, yeah, uses the wrestling to stay standing and banging. But you know, people thought, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. So he was getting counted out. So when the fight happened, no one is expecting Gaethje to knock Vic out in 83 friggin' seconds, you know? And god damn it, it was exciting for, <laughs> for the amount of time it lasted because, you know, Vic tried to implement a range game, you know? He, he, he landed some kicks Landed some hard kicks, a lot of teats to keep Gaethje at bay, threw out some jabs, but yeah, it didn't work because like uh, some of the kicks and stuff had conviction, others didn't as much, so Gaethje could still get in up close to Vic, and Hey, he he eventually got close and just landed a great overhand right and knocked him out, man. And that was the thing, because in Vic's last fight, you did notice that he did drop his hands when he threw. Like, he didn't, you know what I mean? You're meant to throw and bring your hand back to the chin, but a lot of people don't do that. Like, you know, when I box, that's what I try and tell people I'm I'm training with. I'm like, yo, bring your hands back to the guard. Not everyone does that. And and Vic had that tendency. And that's what Gaethje saw and utilised, you know. But the thing is, and what I kind of feel, this kind of epitomises how you should live your life. You know, like the way Gaethje went out and performed on Saturday. Because, look, 
you can try and do your best every time, you will not always succeed, you know, you're not always going to win, even if you've trained, even if you've worked the hardest that you can, we're not always going to succeed, like, there's always going to be hurdles, life is not fair, you know, like, that's the thing, but you always hear people go, oh, well, if you work hard, if you do your best, you will succeed, no, that's not what happens, and you should never, ever friggin' try and bring people up to believe that bullshit, because they're gonna be disappointed, But what you can tell people, and what people need to understand, that if you work your hardest, if you try, if you constantly push yourself, then when the opportunity is there, you have put yourself in in a great position to seize that opportunity. And that's what Gaethje did on Saturday night. You know, the, the like Vic dropped his guard, the opportunity was there, and he knocked him out and won. Broke the two-fight losing skid and and left that octagon victorious. And so I think that's you know what I mean, it's a great kind of uh example for people. Like, you know what I mean, people will count you out. You will hit hard times, but you just keep on going, keep on going, and eventually a new opportunity will be there. Hey, and look, everyone can take note of that. Like, even look, trust me, like myself, yeah, there's been bullshit, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you go on interviews, you go on dates, you, you, you know what I mean? You put yourself out there in so many different ways. And a lot of the time, shit does not go your way. And you do feel disheartened. You know what I mean? Sometimes that black dog appears. But you still wake up the next day. You still strive to be the best you can be. Not because you know for certain that... What you're doing will lead to what you want, but knowing that if any opportunity does arise, you're gonna be ready for it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that is a kind of a tangent, but goddamn, I have to, yeah, UFC fight night 135, it was great. It was, it, yeah, some great fights, and um, hey, and have to mention Jake Ellenberger, like against Brian Barberina. Unfortunately, Ellenberger, you know, he he wanted to to pull off a, a, a final win in his hometown. It didn't go his way, and and he he got clipped. He, he TKO TKO lost to Barberina. And, um, yeah, and then that was it. Ellenberger retired. He left his gloves in the ring. So that's that's a career for him. But, hey, he, you know what I mean? He, he's put on some good fights. Hey, you know what I mean? He, he's been a, a champion. He won, he won the belt. Um, 
Did he win the belt in strike force? I think he did. I can't quite remember now, but you know what I mean? But he has put on some good fights. But yeah, you know. He he's had like forty six fights, so you know what I mean? He's he's been in some wars and shit catches up with you, man. It does catch up with you. But it's good that he you know what I mean, saw that it was time to leave so he doesn't acquire any un unnecessary damage you know and hopefully he can find some new opportunities outside the octagon and you know uh, i'm sure he will live a good life but uh i think the next the next um fights will be um i think it's ufc 228 i think that's the next one and that will be um, Tyrone Woodley against Darren Till and Nico Montana against Valerie Shenchenko. Whoo! So that is going to be a great card. Two world titles up for grabs. That's like um, the hundred, the world away, men's world away title and the women's. I think that's featherweight 125 is featherweight I believe So yeah, that's going to be good I think that's September the I think it's September the 8th I believe Uh, It's in a couple weeks But yeah, so that that will be the um, The next UFC So looking forward to uh, Looking forward to that Cool Okay, so we it seems like we're just getting to the period now where big films are coming back out. You know, you I mean you had that summer break, like everyone's away, so nothing really they want to release anything huge. And um yeah, so now the films are coming. Um like I think there's Predator in a week or two and the venom film that's coming not sure about that though i don't even know about predator because you know really like the first one the second one mm, it was all right it was all right then you just had those awful predator v alien films and I only really watched the first one for Sana Latham. I ain't gonna lie. That's the only reason I was checking that out. Then you had that other Predator film with Adrian Brody and Toffa Grace. And in that one, I think it could have been good. It probably had potential. I just wasn't buying Adrian Brody or Toffa Grace in either of those roles. You know what I mean? I was a bit like, nah. Nah, can't can't see them going at a predator. I'm just not buying it. Not, no, I'm out. So you know, I I feel this one's a kind of. I think I heard that it's a direct sequel to the first film, something like that. But I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. 
But the big film right now is um, Black Klansman. And I went to see that with uh, with a few friends um, at the weekend. And then got completely smashed on cocktails. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a long weekend. What are you going to do, man? you got to have fun. You feel me? But, uh, yeah, this is what I thought of Black Klansman, people. Man, I'm... I've always been a huge fan of Spike Lee's films. Well, I should say Spike Lee's early films. Just love those films, man. You know, like Mo Better Blues is still probably one of my favourite films. And um, so, you know, finding about Black Klansman, it was always like, oh, okay, I'm looking forward to this, man. This could be really interesting. And, and the topic was interesting as well. Because, you know, I'd heard about stories um, of people infiltrating the clan. Um, there's a there's a, a graphic novel called Incognito. Uh, they've recently actually just done a sequel, and that's about a journalist who infiltrates. So at first, I thought it was going to be similar to that. Because in, in the graphic, in that story with the journalist, because the journalist was very light-skinned, he infiltrated that way. Because, you know, I don't watch trailers, so sometimes I hear about a film, and so you just make up... You you create a, a kind of sense of what you feel it's going to be from what you've heard. So, you know, going into Black Plansman, I was very extremely interested, and, um, yeah, just looking forward to it, you know? I, the film itself... It, I don't think, for me, it delivered how I wanted it to. I, I, I think some of the problem was, was the tone of the film. As, it didn't really seem that, hmm... Now, like the stakes and the seriousness of the film did never really seemed to be that high. Even when talking about, like, there's there's a thing that happens at the end. Um, but even when you got to that, it's like okay, so that could happen. But you kind of from the way it's being laid out you realize this is never going to happen like nothing serious is really going to come from this to the people who we are kind of rooting for so you kind of get that sense so you just think so all the way through it was just like the stakes would never seem that high it never really seemed that serious <clears throat> and there didn't really seem to be grey areas. You know, it, it it was a bit weird. Because you know about those times. You know what it was like. And not just from watching TV and films. From historical records and everything like that. So we know what the tone was, what the, what the temperature was within, you know, racial equality. <clears throat> so, 
when you had um, Ron like enter the police you kind of be like well he had trouble with like a couple of cops but that was it you're telling me it was only like two cops that gave him hassle and everyone else was just hey let's hang out hey you're a great guy no like I do not like, I don't buy it I don't buy that at all so that kind of like when you see things like that you you're left to kind of question a lot you know all right so if they're not showing that correctly how much more of this stuff can I can I trust you know it's um I <sighs> Like, there was a few interactions with the characters, you know, where they talked about things a bit more... Yeah, you know, with a bit more substance. Like, I guess when Ron spoke with Flip about the clan and his feelings with the clan, it got a little bit deeper, but still... You know, the film was just base level, really. It it didn't... It didn't go... Enough... You know, behind the curtain. It, it, it didn't deep... Go deep... Into any of the subject matter. And I, I, I felt... A little disappointed with that. I think... Um, <clears throat> another thing that baffled me I don't think it was explained in the film why Ron was making the phone calls you know because they didn't give you any reason why Flip wouldn't make the phone calls himself so that was the weird thing it was a bit like wait wait, so why wouldn't Flip make the call he's there they're, they're both there together. So, wait, why? Why is this? Huh? And then there's a bit towards the end. And Ron, like, doesn't change his voice. And you're thinking, wait, but why? What? Like, what? And nothing was explained. Nothing was... So you're just left to kind of feel a bit bemused with what is, you know, what's happening, what's going down. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of situations which suddenly happened with no rhyme or reason. Because at the beginning, it was a bit like, oh, no, this isn't going to do this. This isn't going to happen. This is, And suddenly it's happened. You're like, okay, so we've done a 180 here. So what triggered that? What brought upon the change? Is there was definitely a, a part with um, Ron and Patrice where you're like, okay, but how did that happen? Because the way it was spoken about earlier, it, yeah, that wasn't going down. And now it's gone down? Are we going to get an explanation here? 
And I, I, did, that, I did think that was an undercurrent issue with the film. There, there was things that should have been explained a bit more. And I don't mean you didn't need like a narrator to be like, well, for Ron, he felt this and so it all went down. No, like show it, show it within the film. Just kind of give us some context for this happening. And I think you would have, I wouldn't have been thrown from the film as much when that happened. And at the very end, there was a big thing that happened at the end. And as it's happening, you know, just the lead up to it, you just, you knew what was going to happen. It was just so obvious. And that was a bit like, oh man, come on. Like, come on man, really? Like, when you watch things like Mudbound, there was more tension, there was more fear in the actions of the characters you know at like at the end when um the guy gets beat up and it's just like look we'll we'll either geld you or take your tongue you choose and it was just like oh man and it's just like you know you were sweating you're just like oh shit this is real this is oh this is visceral man and at no point did I ever get that kind of feeling watching Black Panther. Sorry, Black Klansman. God damn it, Kevin. Get your shit together. So, yeah, you know, that was an issue for me watching this film. But the funny thing is, I um, I went with uh, some friends and I was talking to um, Tash, one of my friends who I went with. And she'd read the book, and there was a lot of stuff that she, you know, it was when we talked about it afterwards, I was like, well, I kind of had an issue with this and this and this. She's like, yeah, that wasn't even in the book. You know, the big end thing wasn't in the book. And I was like, and what about the phone call? And she's like, that's explained in the book. Because in real life, the reason why Ron's making a phone call and not Flip because they're all busy doing act, doing their actual jobs, doing actual other cases, and the calls were more of a, a side project than anything else. That makes sense. So if you had shown that in the film, you'd be like, okay, I see, cool. But you, it's not shown like that. So you're just left like, huh? You know, there's a romance bit that wasn't in the book. Yeah, there's just like loads of things that weren't in the book that if they had added them to the film, it would have contextualised things a bit better. And I feel it would have benefited the flow of the film, like for me. Because I feel Tash did say that reading the book was made her enjoyment of the film more but she fully understood the story so she knew like the situations you think oh is that could that happen that seems a bit and it'd be like yeah no that did happen so you know you you kind of 
understood and had more faith in what you were seeing. So I think that, like, if you have the opportunity to read the book first, I think that's probably the way to go with this. Read the book, then see the film, and you should have a better experience of the film. But, um, <clears throat> it, look, it's not a terrible film, don't get me wrong. I just don't think it packs the punch that it could have. I also wondered about the very end, like attaching, because they, after the film, in the credits, they kind of attached like current day situations, like the Charlottesville, um, yeah, everything that happened there, the rally, the the car, like plowing into the people in, um, was that San Francisco? Um, but I think everyone probably knows that incident and like attaching these kind of moments to this film like my oh my my issue my kind of issue with like kind of firmly they're similar you know it, it's all about you know racial hatred um short-sightedness, you know, like, injustice, things like that, that's, that's, yeah, that's a thing, it wasn't the clan, though, and that's just the only kind of thing I have, because I feel, right now, if, if certain things happen, if people don't agree with something, there's, like, your the, the terms Nazi and and clan are thrown around a lot, and I, for me, it kind of takes away from the actual, like clan bullshit, the actual Nazi bullshit. So, I yeah, I'd I'd have preferred them not to have added that, or if you're adding it, talk about it in the actual context of what it is, because, you know, don't get me wrong, the far right is not good, you know what I mean, all this, look, I grew up with the BMP on my doorstep, you understand, so there's places I did not go, because you didn't want to run into that, you know, you, you like, you have grown men, when I was like, <clears throat> you know, a little kid, like six, seven, You'd have grown men, like, tattooed up, Union Jack t-shirts and hats and flags and shit. They'd come up to you and say, go back to your own fucking country or we'll kill you. So, you know what I mean? Like, but they weren't clan. You understand? So, you can have two entities that are bad, that are terrible. But you don't have to kind of break them down as being the same thing. So, yeah, you know, I can understand the kind of sentiment for it being there. I just think there should have been more context with it for me. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's an, inter it's an interesting film because it's an interesting subject. So, 
I would say it is worth a watch. Whether you whether you do that in a cinema or you wait, that's one thing. Whether you read the book first or go in cold, that's another thing. But um, yeah, like you know, I think people definitely take away different things from the film, and it probably also kind of but like plays on what your background is. You know what I mean? What's your experience with these kind of subjects to what you take away from the film too? I I definitely believe that, but um. It's not, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say this is a classic Spike film. It's not a classic Spike Lee joint. But it's, it's, it's better than old boy. <laughs> let's, let's just say that. It's a lot, a lot, hands and knees. Hands and knees better? That's not an expression, is it? Yeah, you probably know the certainly right expression right here. But it's that much better than that film. So, yeah, I mean, Spike is on his way back, so that's good. There was some good acting in the film. So, yeah, I mean, um, hey, you know, if it, if it's your thing, go see, man. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, that's it, Black Clansman, people. So, this week... um. You know, I was thinking about what to read and I just figured, you know what, I should finish off the Wolf of the North trilogy because if I don't read the last part now, I might forget everything that happened because my memory is shit right now. So, yeah, that's exactly what I did, people. I picked up that third book and gave it a read. So, um, this was The Blood Debt. And um, I guess, like, you can kind of tell how things are going to go from the description that they give of the book. And this was just a blade fit for a hero, an army for a tyrant, a reckoning long awaited and a tale reaching its end. Yeah, that was it. That, That was it. They couldn't think of what else to put and I don't know like after the second book um Judea's path I I felt that was just the kind of the bridging thing and like the third book you'd have this great climax this big story you know what I mean you just feel like yes that was great, but it all came it like it all seemed a bit lackluster, really, to be honest with you, you know a lot of the conclusions was just, oh no, you did that and it and it was just like you know one of the characters they like they died, but you were just like, wait, hold on. How the fuck are you killing them off? Because it doesn't really make any sense if they've got this thing. So how could that happen to them? You know? 
So there was that, and yeah, even the the getting of the this amazing sword was just a bit like, oh, okay, right, and then what? And then that's it. It's just like he gets the sword. And then you don't really... There's nothing really else about the sword. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's nothing to go... Whoa, yeah, that is a kick-ass blade. You know what I mean? There, there wasn't really this whole thing. Because you'd think if... You know, getting this mythical sword is such a great feat. There, there obviously should be some... Like, big bits of the story that go into it and how amazing it is and like he's doing things that he couldn't do before with the other blade and blah 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 but nope nothing of the sort so that was yeah it was like uh, like it wasn't terrible so this is the thing. I feel I say that a lot sometimes. Because this is the thing. I don't know if I'm expecting too much from these books and these films and the comics. And just, I don't know, life in general, man. But sometimes it's just like, eh, okay. It's not terrible, but I was expecting more, man. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it all got tied up a little bit too neatly. For my liking But You know I, I would say Duncan M. Hamilton Like There was a lot That I did enjoy In This trilogy So I do feel that I will check out Another of his books You know And that will give me the full gauge Of Am I gonna dig this dude's stuff You know what I mean How deep Shall I go on it? So yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab one more thing. And see what I blow. But yeah. Only one book this week. Um, Other than that, yeah, I just read... um, The fifth volume of the... um, The the IDW Judge Dredd series. By uh, Dwayne... Shawinski, I believe, something like that, yeah, and Nelson Daniel and Shane Pierce, and this, yeah, this collected issues 17 to 20, and um, this is what it says, Dread's most vicious and unstoppable enemies. The dark judges are clawing their way into Mega City One, determined to transform it into a new city of the dead. But the only thing more horrifying than dark judges' onslaught are the drastic measures the dust the the drastic measures the Justice Department is willing to take to repel them. Hmm. I mean, that could be modern life, right? <laughs> I I think this this is probably kind of similar to uh, the blood debt, really. Like it it wasn't as good as some of the earlier issues, 
but it wasn't it wasn't a horrible read it it did feel like it's again it's that kind of bridging for the next big great thing so um yeah i don't know it will it will see what happens with um volume six like in this you know so the dark judges that were introduced in volume four so now they're, they're they're trying to get into the city and everything like that and it's kind of just dread just avoiding them working out what to do like trying to figure out a plan how to take them out so that's basically the story it wasn't anything complex or you know it was kind of a, it was a pretty much it was an easy read you know um but the way this did finish it does open up for something potentially interesting for the next volume you know regarding a character so yeah that that could be interesting i'm i'm, I'm hoping um yeah it's put together well um yeah that i think that was it i was uh, thinking of trying to like do some other stuff but yeah, i just got busy doing shit man so not as much reading this week but yeah now i'm I'm trying to work out what to um what to hit next you know uh might be edge of spider-verse um might be some four maybe some conan who the hell knows well you will next week so uh yeah watch this space people Okay, so we are uh, drawing to the end of another podcast. Uh, but before I go, um, hey, I've got some uh, some uh, a giveaway, some fun giveaways actually. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you know we usually end with a little Hello Fresh catch up, right? So this week, some amazing food, man. Ain't gonna lie, I cooked up a storm. You know what I mean? Because what else am I gonna do, people? <laughs> exactly. I, you know, started off with some Thai veggie rice that was flavoursome. So, so flavoursome. Then moved on, had some uh, goat cheese aubergine. And goat cheese is a cheese that doesn't kill me, which is very good. But I can't eat a lot of that one. But um, yeah, the, the aubergine is so good, right? So, you know what I mean? De- like, marinade a little bit of aubergine. Oh, god damn it. A little Indian spice on that. Boom. That's flavour right there. But yeah, this goat cheese aubergine, oh so good, and you um you you have it with some uh, chimola frica, and a cucumber mint salad, really good, really good people. So there's that, and then ended with um some Indian chickpea kuftas, and sweet potato fries. <laughs> really nice really nice 
I, you know, and to be honest, I'd probably add a little bit extra um, uh, a, a curry mix into the kuftas just for a little extra kick, but as they were, was really good anyway. So, boom, that was great. And next week, god damn it, I am looking forward to next week because. So, so the thing was, right, when I first signed up, you used to, you had to do a specific box. So it'd be the normal box or the vegetarian box or, or you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and I'd always want some fish, but, you know, you couldn't, I, there's no way I could really work it unless I got the meat box. But recently, they've just changed the way they do it. So in, in So it doesn't really matter what you do. Biz, you can now just select, um, I think it's like one of like 20 meals. So, you, you know, you just go through and um, yeah, you could, what, 15, I think it's 15. And you, you select whichever three meals you want. Um, but the thing is, I forgot. That that was now an option. So the last few weeks, I've just been doing whatever comes, you know, in the vegetarian box. But I remember I I don't even I was just looking around and then I realised oh this is what I can do. So next week, ah oh, god damn it man, I'm getting some sticky tofu pilaf, which should be good. A halloumi burger, which, you know what I mean? You can't beat halloumi people. We've talked about this. And the one thing I'm really looking forward to, some Cajun bream with um, a herby mash and garlicky green beans. Ah, how good is that, people? Yes, so that is great. And you know what? Because I'm enjoying this food so much... I'm going to give away four free HelloFresh boxes. That is what I am going to do. So, all you have to do, if you want a HelloFresh box, send me your email. Um, so, I guess the best thing to do, either send me a message on Twitter, on a direct message on Twitter, or a message on Instagram. But yes, do that. Send me your email address and I will pick four lucky winners and you will get a free HelloFresh box. How good is that, right? Cannot beat that. So I'd get on it, people. Get on it quick, fast. So you can cook up some damn good meals. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, next week is going to be... I'm going to have a lot to talk about next week. Because, yeah, we've got... Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go see Jungle Brothers. There's the launch of the BFI Film Festival. Um, we're doing that. Um, I think I'm popping to the Tate on Friday. Ah, boy, yeah, just so, like, um, gonna go see 
Crazy Rich Asians next week. So, boy, it's packed. So that just means that then you need to tune in for the next episode, right? But remember, share this shit with your friends, with your colleagues, with your family, with your dog, whoever, man. Does they need this in their life? You know that. If you're really feeling cool, why don't you um leave me a rating, man? Leave me leave me a rating. Um subscribe. That is always good. So you don't even have to worry. It will automatically download every time an episode goes out. Because this today's gonna come out a little bit earlier than normal. So that's great, right? So you've got that. So um yeah, subscribe. Leave a little comment. Uh, yeah, leave a comment too. Let me know what you're feeling. Like how you like the features. How you know? Let me know. Hey, drop a little dialogue. It's all gravy, man. But in the like, you know, while you're doing all of this stuff, yo, just live that fun life. You know what I mean? Just keep everything. Keep everything KFC, people. Enjoy. All right. I will see you next week. Peace.